All right, we are live. Welcome to the Real Momentum Podcast, uh, Facebook Live. And if you're listening to this on uh, one of the podcast services that we subscribe to, welcome. Super excited uh, to be here with my guys, Blake and, and Blair Fry. They're, uh, they're golfers, which makes me love them all the more. They were, they were recently ranked the second best looking team in real broker right behind taylor and i but anyways so who's actually who's actually older between you guys so i i'm blake's older i am okay and how far apart are you guys i'm three and a half years older okay sweet when did you guys graduate because we have to be around the same age high school yeah i graduated in 2000 i was 2004 okay so then you're, so Blake's three years younger than me and Blair's six years younger than me, but you don't, well, let's, let's talk for a minute. Let's talk about your origin story. How did you guys get into real estate? Cause you grew up in Southern Utah, right? Were you up yeah. there? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Born and raised. Yeah. Go ahead, Blake. Yeah. I'll start first. So yeah, we'll make it quick, but, uh, I, uh, we grew up, our, our dad was a real estate agent, but most he was a developer. Hmm. He didn't, he does, he, he helped buyers and sellers, but he basically the last 20 years of his career, he bought raw land and developed it primarily into residential lots and then sold it off to builders. So we grew up in a real estate household. Um, our uncle, Jerry Jensen owns a brokerage here in St. George, who we worked for, for over 10 years. Wow. And uh, the weird thing is neither one of us really grew up wanting to be a real estate agent. Um, I attended college college at Southern Utah University, and I actually was a biology major. I have a major in biology. I finished, and I'm a I'm a chemistry minor. Wow! And I was deep on my way to dental school. Yeah. I had taken the DAT. I was way into it, and I had already applied to dental schools. And then I had the aha, the epiphany moment that I don't think this is the right career path for me. <laughs> Ironically, well, I'm this. <laughs> I'm glad you figured that out before going to dental school. Yeah, I me too. Before I uh, went dental school, another four years and three hundred fifty thousand dollars of debt. Yeah. So, anyways, well, because I've I've known guys who've gone down that path and they decide. Like I remember early, I got my real estate license, and I always wanted to be an attorney, but I just didn't want to pay the price. I didn't want to go to school, and so there was this guy that um, that I went to church with, and he was an attorney. Like he accomplished my goal. And then he decided I just want to be a realtor. Like, bro, you went to school for like eight years, post yeah. high school, to become a realtor that you could do in two weeks. But anyways, go ahead. So yeah, anyways, this was 2008. And at the time, the economy was just collapsing. Like, yeah. the housing crisis was in full effect. My wife had just got accepted into radi... Um, oh, what the heck is it? Radiology. Radiation Technology School. Okay. Um, it's a two-year program. And she was doing it at SUU. So I thought, what the heck, I'll, I'll stick around and go to college while you're going to college. So I stopped the dental route and I decided to get my master's degree in business administration, an MBA. So I had to get a minor in business, which I did quickly. I did it through a summer and then I applied for the MBA program. I was the only biology major in the MBA program and that took me another two years. So I'm an overqualified realtor. I went to school for seven years to get a... A, my, a master in uh, biology, minor in chemistry, and I have a master's degree in business administration. So that's awesome. Coming out of college, I actually wanted to be a financial planner, and wow. I 
I got my Series 6, my Series 63, and my Series 65 securities license, and I was peddling insurance. And it was too much paperwork and too much office time. I hated all the office time. I hated all the paperwork. So it was then my dad said, Blake, you've been trying to do your thing for a long time, and you're kind of spinning your tires. Why don't you come try this real estate gig? So I got my license in six months and literally hit the ground, and I've never looked back. Yeah, and that was awesome. 12 years ago. How about you, Blair? Yeah, so a little bit similar. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no no real estate in the plans, but uh, <clears throat> got home from my mission uh, from the Philippines. It's 21, right. trying to, fi- Tagalog trying to figure or out. Savano? Tagalog, and Blake okay. also served in the Philippines. Oh, nice. So we both speak Tagalog, different missions. So my, my stepmom, uh, she passed away from COVID last year, but oh, she's, she's Filipino. And oh, so no I, I grew up on Filipino food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Pasta, adobo and the whole thing. It's some adobo chicken. Yeah, there's right nothing on. better. Nothing better. So we were so at Pebble Beach. We w- went to Pebble and we pulled in to, uh, to check in. And the guy checking us in as we were leaving, I said, Salama. And it was like he just lit up. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and how yeah. does this like, how does this white guy with his Hispanic last name know how to oh, yeah. thank me? In nothing, but anyways, nothing better. Yeah. No, the Filipinos are awesome. Um, anyways, yeah, I got home trying to figure out life, what I want to do. Uh, got accepted into BYU, <clears throat> went up to school up there, um, you know, just doing the BYU thing and majored in finance and economics. And uh, they were, you know, they, they push it pretty hard to go work for Goldman Sachs or Bain Capital right. or Merrill Lynch. So uh, I was graduating in 2011 and the job market wasn't exactly popping uh, <laughs> back then. So I was interviewing everywhere, trying to get on, you know, with a hundred other BYU students and they're taking two kids and right. uh, went second, third rounds interviews, didn't get it. And I was graduating and uh, didn't have a job literally and talking and he's like, well, why don't you come down here and start doing real estate with me? And in the meantime, you can keep interviewing, just do whatever you want, right. but get your license and come down here. And uh, that was 11 years ago this year. So never look awesome. back. So what's the jersey behind you? Because I have a UNLV jersey up in here, and everybody's like, do you play for UNLV? And I was like, no, UNLV. So what, <laughs> yeah, is, that's what our, is that? That's our guy, Donovan Mitchell. You know, oh, nice. Yeah, we're big jazz fans, and uh, my brother and I were at a game, and he signed a jersey for us. So, Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, kind of cool. So talk about becoming a team, because teams are hard. Uh, so Taylor and I have been partners for – well, I guess teams are one thing, but partnerships are, are, are tougher, I would say. So he, he and I have been business partners now for going on 17 years. Um, and so I, I know some of the complexities that go along with that. But at what point did you guys decide, like, let's let's tackle this together and, and create a, a partnership and a, and a team? And like, what, what have been some of your takeaways from that process? Yeah, that's a good question. So back in 2011 and 12, when I was working with so many buyers selling so many REO foreclosure properties Uh that I could only work with one buyer at a time and only put one buyer in my truck at a time to go show properties. And Blair was graduating college. I said, dude, I'm so busy. Get your license, come down here and you help me be a buyer's agent. And so Blair came down and I mean, he, he hit the ground running, has a great personality and, Buyers really attracted, and that's what both of us did for a long time. Was just sold foreclosures. Right. And yeah, St. George, St. George got absolutely hammered. I mean, I used to uh, yeah. just it like, like Vegas. it was like Vegas Junior, yeah. Oh, so our- we 
anyways, we hit the ground running. I said, Hey, you know, let's, let's team up. And at first it was all mostly do listings. You mostly do buyers. And we were both, you know, we were doing both and doing both. And I said, Hey, let's, let's, let's make a go at this. So we formed the fry team. We hired a transaction coordinator and it's been 10 years in the runnings. It's been fantastic. Do you guys have buyer's agents or is it just the two of you in a TC? Just so right us. now it's just the two of us in a TC. Our, awesome. our, our previous TC was licensed. Um, she, she had her third kid and retired from us. Yeah, so yeah. we got a new transaction coordinator, Hannah, about Blair, how long's Hannah been with us a year? She's just over, yeah, just over a year. And she's taken her test this month um, to oh, get awesome. licensed. So she'll be able to, to help us out. Um, but yeah, the complexities of a partnership and, and really once we started and, and we're looking at some of our friends who do the business and, and I'm like, dude, how do you go to Cancun for a week? by yourself if you're if you've got buyers and yeah, and yeah. sellers that you're trying to work with and you don't have a anyone to help you and so we kind of realized that early on that you know blake can he can go peace out for a week and i'm here i can handle everything right. and then vice versa you know and go on an alaskan cruise with no service and know that blake's got everything handled um mm. so once we realized that we we knew we could still live the life we wanted to live and not be uh, answering emails and text messages your whole vacation if you're by yourself. Well, what we need to figure out is who's going to cover for you guys when we go to Pebble, if you're both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> right, that, we got so, Hannah covering for us. Hannah, yeah. So talk a little bit about, um, so I think you guys are really good at a bunch of stuff, but what's your, what's your superpower? Like, what are you guys doing really well that has led to your success? Because obviously the REO stuff, has dried up over the years. And so you've had to find, yeah. you know, additional sources of business. So what is your, uh, what's your superpower? What do you guys as a team or individuals, what do you guys excel at? So I'll start out as a team. So we were starting out when you're new in the business, Blair and I were both, well, I was, a, I was heavy. I was a Mike Ferry agent. I was calling right. expireds, calling Fizbos, just trying to get any business I could. I had Blair take the buyer's course, buyer's agent course through Mike Ferry. And we were, we were doing one-on-one -on -one coaching over time. I said, Blair, I, you know, both of us sat down and we said, you know what? We want to build a business that's built by referral. We've Blair and I are born and raised in St. George. We very involved in athletics, very involved in various service communities, service projects. So we know a lot of people in St. George. I said, Blair, eventually we need to build our brand and we need to, we need to work by referral. So we actually transitioned over to Brian Buffini's system. Um, we do his coaching. We still do it to this day. And that's our whole model is we work by referral. We, we want our clients to be clients for life. We want them to refer their uncles, their aunts, their friends, their cousins. We want to get as much business as we can from every client. We want to have a relationship with every client. So that, that's really how we've scaled our business is to work by referral. Yeah. So, I mean, St. George is a small market. So talk about the complexities there. I mean, I, I would, I would probably say it's actually a medium sized market, right? Like it's, what is the population base there in St. George and Washington and kind of the whole area? So Washington County, which is composed of four major cities, we're at about 180,000 people. Okay. That's our market, how, about 180,000. How many agents are there in that, in that metro area? So right now there's 1,600 registered wow. realtors in Washington County. Yeah. So it's, I mean, how do you guys navigate that? Because everybody's got friends and family. Like you guys are doing the referral 
program and I'm sure working clients and people you grew up with and whatever, but everyone else is trying to do the same thing. So what are some of the complexities that people from a small market, what have been some of your guys' takeaways of going like, oh, cool, well, you know, it still can be done, even though in a smaller market, everybody knows everybody. Go ahead, Blair. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, it, you're, you're spot on. It's a small market. Everyone knows a realtor, right? I mean, somebody's aunt, somebody's grandma. And, you know, we decided the one thing we're going to do is just be consistent. Yeah. We've got our systems in place and we're going to be consistent and we will stand out above everyone else if we just continue to do the same thing year in year out and you know one example this is and it's pretty cheesy but you know it's utah either you're a you're a byu or a utah Utes fan right <laughs> yeah you you root for one or the other and you know one year we decided i'm like you know what would be pretty cool i think i saw it somewhere back east some other teams but just a, a fridge magnet with byu's schedule and utah's schedule on it on half the magnets, a little football magnet with our faces on it and our logo at the bottom. Yeah. We've been doing that for nine years and people just expect it. I mean, I posted on Facebook. I ended up, I, we end up mailing them all over the country. People are like, Oh, send me one here. I'm in New York. I'm in New Jersey. You just sold college friends, whatever. Well, Cause the reality um, is what people may not understand is if you root for BYU, you actively root against Utah. You and hate Utah, correct. Yeah, it's yeah, not just hate, you choose yeah. one. So it's like a if you're a hate. Utah fan, you want to know when BYU's playing because you want to know. You want them to lose. Lost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And it's so cheesy. And every July, we send that out. And I can't tell you how many houses we go in. Just went into one last week for a, a listing consultation. There's our faces on their fridge. Every time they yeah, open yeah. that fridge for an entire year, they're looking at my face. You know, and it's so cheesy. It's something yeah. we've done for eight years in a row and people expect it now. Um, yeah. During the COVID year and college was delayed, people are like, are you guys still doing a magnet? You know, we get hit up for it. It's, it's, it's just funny, but that's just an example of how we want to stay consistent and stay in front of people and let people know that, that we're in this for the long haul. Well, I saw something I shared with my team today on Instagram. I, as I'm going through Instagram, I'm always saving things, you know, and this one said um, like, intelligent people realize that success is 5% brains and 95% consistency. And it's like, you don't even have to do anything that outstanding, right? Like a buddy of mine up in Vancouver, Washington, he delivers something like 2000 pumpkins every year. So he's got some farm that sells them pumpkins and they go door to door in like 10 different neighborhoods, you know, 200 houses each. And he delivers 2000 pumpkins door to door. And that's, a big source of his business is people just know come Halloween time, they're getting one of his pumpkins. And so it is that consistency. I think we're always looking for ways to do things smarter, but I yep. think one of the most intelligent things we can do is be consistent. So we'll talk about this for a second. So what's the next thing you guys are trying to fix? Like what is a weakness you guys are trying to work on as you evaluate your business? Cause one of the things that you didn't mention that I think you guys do really, really well is social. Like I find myself getting caught up in your like, would you buy this? Would you buy like, you guys do a lot of stuff like Instagram stories, uh, giveaways for the parade of homes. Like you guys are super active on social and it's not just active because you see people. I think one of the things I like about what you guys are doing is it's not pretentious. It's not, uh, you know, like uh, holding Porsche keys and taking a picture of them and being like, like showing homes is more comfortable than this or whatever stupid stuff realtors do. Like your guys is all about actual production. So I think 
I think you guys are really, really good at that. Where are some areas you guys have looked at and said, hey, you know what, we could, we could actually be a lot better in this area? So I'll, I'll give you my thoughts. Um, and Joe, you asked us, you know, what's our team? It's me and Blair and a TC. Right. We look at other teams here in town, and there's obviously bigger teams than us. We're one of the smallest teams in town. We're, what I would describe is we're, we're lean and mean. Right. But we've had the thought, should we, scale, should we scale our team more? Should we bring on more buyer's agents? Should we bring on listing agents? So I, I don't know if it's a weakness, but it's one of the things that we really haven't ventured out to as far as scaling our team and losing a little bit of control of buyers and sellers in order to generate more business. And yeah. that's to be determined. We don't, we don't know the right answer there if, if, if we should scale our team and bring on more agents. Um, but it, I, I consider it kind of a weakness that we're just very comfortable at what we do. And we do a high volume of business just being lean and mean. Right. Well, and I think, I think you're right. I think the reality is no one can do what you're doing. Like, if you ask me off record, like, hey, what do you think about us starting a team? I would say, well, you just have to accept the fact that no one's going to be as good as you, period. And it's going to drive you crazy because you guys are used to a standard of excellence. Um, you know, just from the little bit I've got to know you guys, you're just really good. And so the challenge that it presents then is how do you help people succeed knowing that they're only going to be 80 or 90% of, of who you are? And that's a challenge of every team. It's a challenge of getting agents who are used to running their own files to use a transaction management team. It's the challenge of getting guys like you to start referring out some of these people you know, like, love, and trust to other agents and watch them bumble through it. Um, it's it's a it's a growing pain for sure, but I, I think it's cool that you guys are are, are uh, thinking about that. Um, talk to me a little bit about your spouses. I don't know, Blair. I know Blake. You're married. Blair, are you married? Correct. Yes. So how, because I know for, for my partner and I, um, we could not have existed were it not for this, the level-headedness of our spouses. Like when I've seen partnerships break up, a lot of times it's not even the partners getting at each other. It's going home and then the spouse getting in their ear and saying, why, you know, like, like how come Blair's up in Alaska and you're down here, Blake? Like you, we should be in Alaska. So how do your spouses handle the partnership and I guess to take it to the next level, how do you think they would handle uh, team team construction, having agents and working, you know, like m my wife has to be very patient because, you know, Spring will call me or Amy will call me or Angie will call me and I'll, ha I'll walk out of a movie to take a call for 20 minutes to someone that's working on our team and, or someone I'm collaborating with. And so anyways, talk about your spouses and what are their thoughts on on your team? How do they handle, you know, like, it's inevitable that Blake's going to produce 60% of the income one year and then Blair's going to do it the next year. So like, how have you guys navigated some of that? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. And uh, fortunately for us, um, our wives, uh, they're, they're really, really good friends. They, uh, they are in running groups together. Uh, so they're always exercising and running together. Um, and so I think that I think we would have found out in the first year or two, kind of if this wasn't going to work, because because you're spot on. They play such a huge role, and yeah, you know, like you said, you get home and you're going to, you know, and not to say that it hasn't happened. Like, oh, Blake's, you know, they're they're headed to <laughs> here and here for spring break. Why are we here? You know, right, right. And you know, and it's a give and take relationship, and there's some training there, but um, fortunately, they uh, are really really close friends. 
Um, and then both of us have kids the same age and our kids uh, are all best friends. I mean, they're basically little cousins. So it's, yeah. uh, it, it's worked out pretty well uh, on that end of things. So it's a, it's a family business. I like it. Well, talk about the future. So where, where does the Fry Group go? I think expansion is one of those things like getting agents on the team. Have you guys looked at my phone the state of off. Utah and just saying like, uh, how do you dominate the state of Utah and go, have you guys looked up North? Have you looked at coming to Vegas? Like what does the future look like for, uh, for the Fry Group? Yeah, no, another great question. Are you on Blake? No, it just we can like, hear you. I got a call, but I can't hear anyone. Yeah. No, he I can still him, see him. If you hop yeah, off, though, yeah. you can sit next to Blair, and we can do it that way. Yeah, so come sit over here. Just come sit over here. Um, no, it's a great question. And again, I, I think for us, it's really come down to how big do we want to get? Do we want to do we want to go that route or not? Um, yeah. And I, and that's that's where I think you know we're going to be leaning on you guys and which has been fun to get to know you and Taylor and, and yeah. you guys are, I, I feel like you guys have done what we've done, but you're like five years ahead of us. <laughs> well, that's, you to be honest, I mean? that's why we're building. Yeah. We're building out our team leader Academy for that exact reason, which is yeah. like we, there was no one for us to really lean on as we built it. And as we made a million mistakes. So now as we, as we move forward and, and build that team leader Academy, it's more about how do we, how do we help people not make the same mistakes we made? Um, we've been through hundreds of buyers agents. We've splits have been all over the place. And so there's, there's lots of, lots of challenges that come with it. Um, one question I have for you guys. So you guys were in, uh, early December, late November. Can't remember. Uh, I came up to, to St. George and R Red Rock, this massive brand, like, uh, I don't the Number one real estate company in Southern Utah, a lot to some degree in Utah announced that they were moving over to real. And I think you guys were a little bit um, caught off guard, as were the other couple hundred agents sitting there. What has been your, what were your reservations, and what's been your actual experience? Like, what what concerned you at first, and what what's been the the I guess the happy accidents that have come from it? Yeah, I'll go I'll go first real quick. Uh, so, and again, little Blake gave a little bit of a background, but we were uh, our uncle owned a brokerage, Realty Executives, big, yep. you know big international brand. They're all over Arizona. I think they're down in Vegas quite a bit. Um, yep. And they're actually the only uh, branch here in Utah. It was the little one we had. Um, so we've been there. I've been there 10 years, Blake, 11 years, all at, all at this brokerage. And uh, our good friend, Adam Legg, who's the broker, one of the owners here at Red Rock, he'd been after us for five, six years. Yeah. Always hounding us, always hounding us. And in October, and you know, it had it, been a, a long time coming, bunch of meetings, making sure it's the right move. We finally leave Realty Executives and we come here to Red Rock in October. And so a month later, this happens. Um, a month later, you know, oh, we geez. get introduced to Real. And so a little bit of a curveball. Like you said, we were pretty caught off guard. Um, some reservations, you know, rightfully so, just saying, what, what is this? Like, what are we looking yeah. at, you know? And, and for me, honestly, and we were still on the fence. Cause he's like, you know, they said, you can stay at Red Rock. You don't have to go to real if you don't want to. Right. Uh, where when, when you and Taylor came up and we're sitting in Adam's office and we chatted with you for probably an hour, 45 minutes to yeah. an hour. Yep. Yeah. And you guys were just so transparent 
so transparent, like almost to a fault, I think. Yeah. Where I was like, man, these guys, these guys are pretty chill, level-headed dudes. And we hit you with some pretty straightforward questions. And we, I think we left that, you know, the 10 days leading up to that with the switch and all the news, we were like, I don't know. I think, I don't think we're going to do it. Right. And really leaving that meeting with you guys, I was like, holy cow, this is a, you know, it's got a lot of upside here and these guys are pretty straight shooters and uh, they're, they're pretty level headed with us. And, you know, you told us some of your concerns and, and why you guys did it. And I think it, like I said, we kind of, I feel like we see ourselves in your guys' shoes just five years previous. And you guys have been, you guys have been where we've been. You've been, you've had the bumps and bruises. So that, that helped me a lot. I'll I'll see what Blake has to say. Yeah. It was anytime, obviously with anyone change is hard. Um, We had just come to Red Rock. They introduced us to real. We were investigating real doing our due diligence. It really helped when you guys came up from Vegas and explained it. And once we joined, it's been amazing. Like, I, I love it. Like the whole, the platform's great. Like different streams of income is fantastic. Love the, love the backend software, you know, sky slope, every, everything's been really cool as far as, and that's where Blair's more techie than I am, but I, I love the, the, everything about it. Like it's just very clean, the commission disbursement form, the way we get paid, the, it, it's very efficient and, easy like it, it, yeah. it it's a good it's a good clean brokerage and our transition has been fantastic well the thing i love about it is the collaboration aspect right so we were in similar worlds where like we had an independent brokerage here you guys your realty executives was somewhat standalone and then going over to red rock again standalone like for us we've got partners in utah we've got partners in Canada, we've got partners in Pennsylvania, and like to to collaborate and learn from each other, um, I think is one of the most powerful things. Uh, somebody that our, our friend that just joined in Canada last week, the phrase she used was a brokerage without borders, and I think that's what I yeah. love the most about it is it's there's no physical constraints, there's no licensure constraints. Like you could build, you could grow, you could collaborate with agents across North America. Now someday. Someday we'll have you guys open up the Philippines. It'd be awesome. Oh, how cool. That'd be. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for hopping on. Looking forward to the future and growing together. Hey, this Dude. is awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Joe. It's been awesome.